Whether you're a hungry predator or just a curious researcher, finding yourself a Vietnamese mossy frog isn't going to be easy. They're not only in the disguisey family, but they can also deceive you with just their adorable little ribbon, leaving you to run around in circles, chasing your proverbial or literal tail. But throwing your heart, skin, and voice into your getup is what being a master of disguise looks like here in life, death, and taxonomy. Taxonomy, it's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, to Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, Tristan Taylor, and Richard Kaspar, thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about a moss that grows fat on a rolling toad, but more on that later. Grows fat. That's from... Uh, fat growing mold. Or moss. That's from... Moss grows fat on a rolling stone is from American Pie. The song American Pie. Oh. That's a song I don't think I've ever heard start to finish. It's always just that playing somewhere. And I've heard the Weird oh, Al Star Wars version many times as a kid. <laughs> to the point where oh, I thought well, that we, was the song. We Growing up, we listened to it a lot because we were trying to figure out what all of the different elements of it means. Because each, like, all it's ostensibly a nonsense song, but, like, each little thing is like a reference to something that was happening during at the time hmm I gotta check it out it's a good song but but what are we talking about should we say that we're talking about the mossy frog the uh is it the Vietnamese mossy frog yeah Vietnamese it's also called the Tonkin bug-eyed frog <laughs> or the Kwangsi warty tree frog um, and the moss bug-eyed frog it's got a bunch of other, the, the two mo- ones that were not just like slight iterations on its, exist- on its existing name were Tonkin bug-eyed frog and Kwangsi warty tree frog but we're going to call it here a moss man for all seasons, the lying lichen, and who framed Roger's ribbit. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Someone is trying to get into this room. <laughs> who could it be? Who could it be? Is it Zabumafu? He's taking a leap in Zabu land. Leap, leap, leap. Would you like to know what science calls this thing? Zapu? Uh, no, the uh, th- mossy, uh, green-eyed, tonkin, bug-eyed This, this green-eyed, tonkin <laughs> frog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's in the kingdom you know, love, and live in. 
the kingdom Animalia. It's in the phylum Chordata. It's in the class. Everyone knows it. It's a frog. It's amphibia. It's in the order. You might know it by now. Anura, which is <coughs> frogs and toads. Um, and it's in the family Racophoridae. Yeah. Racophoridae. Raco. And then the Raco Malfoyidae. And then the, uh, the genus is Thelloderma. And the binomial name, the species, the species spicy meatball is Theloderma cortical steroids. Corticale. <laughs> Corticale. Theloderma corticale. If you want to say it as white as possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, so that brings us, since we're uh, in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Nitty, nitty gritty nomenclature because we already know what a, a bunch of frogs is it's an army we got it we, get, we understand uh, the, uh, sh- shame on the um, frog specialists I don't know uh, and, and, neuro- and, and neurologists <laughs> files <laughs> <laughs> that sounds not good um well, for only having one collective noun for frogs, goodness gracious, come up with some more. They they just like we like frogs. There's one collective noun for them. We're done. We're like, we're thinking about other more important things, and I think that was frog a mistake. Stands. We got other we got more important frog things to think about than just how what they what they are in a group. We're gonna oh s- herpetologist. That's all. I thought that was in uh, reptiles and amphibians. Yeah. That's a but broad a, stroke. I don't know. I don't think like people are gonna be like, "Oh, you're a herpetologist." Oh, excuse me, I don't touch salamanders or newts. I, well, I it's I, only frogs I, for I, me. I can see you just not, um, like do like being a specialist in snakes and knowing. I'm sure there's not very much about frogs. What if you're a bug theologist? <laughs> A bug theologist. <laughs> like, did bugs get on the ark? <laughs> that kind of question. <laughs> um, or do you worship bugs? Entomology. Um, a bug theocracy. Oops. But just, anyway, uh, we know that that frogs gather into armies, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird. Yeah, they march on uh, Antioch and take it with... By bribing a tower guard. Yeah. With their frog money. Um, <laughs> Mr. Toad is really rich. Cars. Yeah, Mr. Toad is really rich, so we're good. Um, he's he, he greases some he greases some palms, uh, mostly because he's covered in grease. But um, I like how we uh, we both we when we're thinking about a cash wielding <laughs> frog frog immediately go to uh, the wind in the willows. <laughs> yep. All right, so Theloderma corticale. What does that mean in English, Joe? Does it mean A, nipple skin cortex? B, short warty coat? C, cut grass hide? Or D, sunny skin core? Cortex. Um, I'm going to go with cut grass coat man. Cut grass hide? 
Yeah, I don't feel good about it. Is that your final answer? Yes, it is. And incorrect. You should have gone with your gut because nothing would make me put the word nipple <laughs> into. <laughs> Dang it. Always go with your gut. Uh, derma is, yeah, skin. Thilo is nipples. And then cor cortical is just a cortex, specifically your cerebral cortex. What does that have to do with this? I don't know. That's just the species name. Uh, okay. Species <clears throat> spicy meatball. Would you like to know what it looks like? I would. People are probably uh, well, desperate to know after that description. Well, it's called mossy because it looks kind of like it's covered in moss. Um, it has a mottled green and brown pattern that makes it look like a sl uh, slippy, slippery uh, little streamside rock. Slippy boy. Which is important. And we'll talk about that later. Um, they have uh, large heads that are about a third of the size of the rest of their body. So it's pretty typical of frogs. Some frogs have littler heads, uh, but this ain't one of them. Um, it's a typical tree frog shape. Their eyes uh, are large. And yeah, I can see why they call it bug-eyed. I feel like all frogs are a little bug-eyed or many of them. Yeah. Mo Except for the Suriname toad isn't really. really it's got I don't want to think about the Suriname toad ever again. I just did, I want, <laughs> I wanted to just do the episode so that we could get it out there. And then I wanted to delete that from my brain. And I can't. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you're tired of this, Grandpa? Well, that's too dang bad. Holes. Okay. You <laughs> you and B well, B Bibby and her family, they love that movie. And I've seen Holes one time, and I remember nothing from it. Except for that is a sound on TikTok. I'm tired of this, Grandpa. Well, that's too dang bad. <laughs> Just funny to make a grandfather to yell at a... A, somebody with such a small and innocent voice. <laughs> well, they say the, the, the big work. the big quote that is passed around here is punishment and reward. <laughs> yeah, no idea what that is. And there's some other quotes, but I'm not a Shia LaBeouf fan, and his you're not a Shia LaBeouf. I am not very buff as as a Shia. A Shia LaBeouf buff. Yeah, we've we've got um, the Shire. Maybe we should go home, Pip. <laughs> uh, Did they just kidnap Shia LaBeouf? Is that what they said? Is that the, yeah. how, how that? Uh, That's all we need. Is that how the two towers ends? Mary and Pippin kidnap Shia LaBeouf, and they're like, "We've got the Shire. Maybe we should go home, Pip. There won't be a Shire, Pip. <laughs> all that was all, all that was green screened in this world will burn." Uh, Just do females it. are generally <laughs> larger than males. I'm going to cough if I laugh too much. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but how large are they? Uh, welcome to the Blood Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show that's introduced uh, by you when you send an audio, audio of yourself saying, singing, or chirping like a toad or a frog. The words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. It's also part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz. It's fun for the whole family. Um, we don't have any measure up intro this week. We do have several epi uh, episode suggestions. Moni, 
who says, uh, please do a podcast on armadillos. Thanks. We did nice. the, um, the pangolin. We, we did the pangolin, and the major fact of that one was ultimately apparently wrong because we yep. talked about because it was during COVID times and they were talking about the pangolin might be like kind of like the civet was for another, the other SARS um, that might be the, this intermediary species between bats and humans that made that incubated the disease and made it, you know, more palatable, palatable for people. But I guess it's not right. You know? Yeah. It was scientists that made it more palatable for people. <laughs> uh but we also got another episode request from Chanel. Who um, says, can you do an episode on axolotls? They're one of my favorites. And I said, thanks for the request. Such a good idea that we, it's, uh, it was such a good idea that we did it. We were, we were on it way ahead of you. We anticipated that request so long yes. ago. And we did it. One day Chanel will want us to do the axolotl. Mm-hmm. And thus we shall do it now. We did that, that. That's episode 11. Yeah, that was a while ago. Many, Many days months. ago. Many, yeah, lots of days. Uh, even lots more days. minutes. Can you believe it? Even more minutes. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Yeah, that's the muse one. Anticipatory. Measure. That's from uh, from Nora, and it was back in uh, June. I can't get these animals out of my mind. Thanks again, Nora. She also told us about spider goats in that email, and that's fun. Oh, yeah. That was a good email. <laughs> that was very uh, melodic recollection sound. <laughs> I was just singing, um, so the melody just flows. You know? Let's talk length. It's nice to revisit the Nora era when she put the team on her back. We have a lot of people that put the team on their back every once in a while. The first half of great. Horizon Zero Dawn is the Nora era. That's the, sure. That's the name of the tribe you're you're in is the you're you're one of the nora <laughs> just a lady's name yep um let's talk length they are 61 millimeters uh or 2.4 inches uh in snout to vent length on average but females will grow larger than males and they can reach sizes of nine centimeters or 3.5 inches so let's go with that since it's the upper end of average. So how many female mossy frogs go into the tallest species of moss on earth? Tallest species of moss? How do you yeah. measure for tallness? Well, here's a hint. Dawsonia superba is a species of moss that grows in Oceania, which is Australia, New Zealand, this fun little Indonesia, those islands. Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. Um, and it grows extremely fast depending on the temperature. And it is the tallest self-supported moss species because it has a similar structure to vascular plants. So, yeah, it, it's measured by tallness because it looks like a reggie, a reggie plant. 
Reggie Plant is my favorite legendary Pokemon. Reggie Plant is what uh, what you might do. Uh, it's what like a <laughs> it's what the United States would do to install a government somewhere. Reggie, of, Reggie like, Plant. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna Reggie Plant uh, one of our own guys there. Yeah, be great. This is Phil. He's your king now. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Coulson. This is Phil Coulson. He's back from Tahiti to be your king. Um, uh, Reggie Plant is yeah. That's like a that's a cargo cult right there. Um, all right. So I'm having a hard time envisioning moss that looks like a vascular plant i'm just i was anticipating like oh it's just moss that climbs really high <laughs> like doesn't mo can't nope. most moss get pretty high if it wants to um, moss would never uh consume mind-altering substances on purpose unless he's got a hot ear <laughs> um i don't know Eight feet. I'm just picturing that this is just like a big plant. And you're like, oh, look, a big plant. And someone's like, nope, that's moss. And you're like, what's the difference? Stop being so pedantic. Well, this one grows fat on a rolling stone. You say 3.5 for the female? Mm-hmm. All right. So the answer is 27.4. Frogs? Frogs. Forgs. Final answer? Yeah. The correct answer was 6.6. That. Frogs. Such a puny moss. I know. It turns out the tallest moss is regular plant size. The moss can grow 60 millimeters or 2.3 inches. <laughs> a rare <laughs> thing where, I, where you overshoot. A rare thing where, like, the most impressive of something is just so still less so impressive than you think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk weight. They're 15 grams or 0 0.5 ounces. How many mossy frogs go into the LRC LX or Lark LX, the U.S. Army's largest 4x4 and the heaviest amphibious vehicle? The XR7 limited edition speedster. Can you bullseye Wombrats in it? No, I don't think so. Because, here's a hint, it operates with a crew of five and its max speed is about 15 miles per hour on land or eight miles per hour in the water. But it can carry 100 tons of cargo and about 200 people. 200 people that is yeah it's like a submarine with wheels on it i can't what does that drive on how do you at what point does this go on Roads. to like a road um i gotta i'll, I'll, I'll i want to see a picture of this afterwards but cargo space no cargo road and sea the answer is 19.2 million frogs Final answer? Yeah, 19.2 million Borgs. The correct answer is 64,000. What? Wait, no, wait. Uh, sorry, not 64,000. 64, uh, 6,400,000. Okay. 
Yeah, I was like, that's still wrong. I forgot some zeros. I was like, that doesn't. When I looked at it. And I was like, that that won't look right at all. It is still not a nursing six school victory. Million, six and a half, nearly six, nearly six and a half million frogs. That's a lot. That's a lot of frogs. <laughs> uh, that's all I got for that. Would you like to hear some fast facts before we get into the major pack? Yeah, I would. Well, what does he eat? It eats crickets. <laughs> it's a classic frog. What can I tell you? Crickets, cockroaches, earthworms, bugs. It classic eats bugs. frog. Yeah, classic frog. It's where? Where does it live? It lives in northern Vietnam, central Laos, Laos, uh, Laotian, um, Laos, Laos. Yeah, uh, in southern China. Hi. <laughs> Mason Mason needs to get his his bath time in. Anyway, Ted Ted was on songs a weird guy. Khan is also weird. But I've just I I think of the song that Bo, uh, Bobby sings where he's like, "My Connie, she is a Laotian." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um uh, the habitat it lives in, um, it, it likes green, evergreen forests in the subtropics. Who doesn't? And it can be found in hollow logs, pools, caves, cliffs. When it mates, it likes to, it likes a nice little bed and breakfast in an enclosed space like a cave or a log. An Airbnb. Um, and like your typical tree frog, they have sticky pads on their feet and soft bellies, which allows them to stick to surfaces. Um, and when they are threatened, they curl up into a ball and play dead, perhaps doing their best impression of a rock. A mossy rock. Yeah. Because Rolling Stone gathers no moss. Unless it's in that American Pie song. But that's all or, I got. Unless you can hear it knocking. Would you like to continue with the largest fact we've got in this episode? The lar- lar- large facts time. Large fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm calling this one, Who's the Dummy Now? <laughs> Is that more? You just said that like Cotton Hill. No, that's, uh, I guess it does sound like Cotton Hill, but that's because Cotton Hill sounds like a uh, um, a hyper-violent uh, drill sergeant, just like Major Payne. Ah. Uh. Um, which is what that's from. Um, when he tosses, when he's, he's kind of, he pulls the, um, he's, uh, he's trying to incentivize the, the, the kids he's training. So he pulls a pin on a grenade <laughs> and the kids, the one kid's like, don't guys stop running away. It's just a dummy. And he chucks it behind him and it blows up. And he's like, who's the dummy now? <laughs> <laughs> the first half of that movie is mm, perfect. And then it just all falls apart for the rest of it. So I really enjoy watching the first half of that and then just doing something else afterwards. I think I may have never seen even a clip of that. Oh, man, you haven't seen a... I think I've only seen the cover art in, like, Blockbuster. It's uh, it's it's one of those movies that would not fly today with everyone's sensibilities. Their senses and sensibilities? Their senses or their sensibilities. Either one would not be able to handle this, uh, the, the humor in this, this movie. 
but it's hmm. funny. He's he the what we the the quote that we say the most is I'm in the killing business and business yeah. is good. <laughs> um anyway, I recommend the first half of it. So, mossy frogs, they not only utilize their visual camouflage which you mentioned, uh but they also use sonic camouflage. If my voice cuts in and out, it's because I am trying not to cough actively at all times. Um, what is chaos control? Is that <laughs> Dark Souls? No, it's from Sonic. Oh. It's from Sonic the Hedgehog stuff. I mean, everybody says that those those new movies with Jim Carrey are really good, but like... Never seen them. I mean, there's nothing that makes me even a little bit interested in sonic in general but definitely live action movies that look like detective pikachu knockoffs anyway um so they this sonic camouflage um <laughs> <coughs> thanks now i've went and coughed um there's a they use a technique called throwing your voice which uh ventriloquists call distant voice and it seems like there's a lot of misconceptions surrounding this technique and how it applies to these frogs or the technique in general. The consensus is, is that they can the consensus is that they can throw their voice. The can, the consensus is, is that they consensus. They can they consensus with their senses. Um <laughs> Moses supposes his toes are roses, but Moses supposes erroneously. Moses, he knows his toes are roses, but Moses supposes his toes to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. I don't remember that part in Exodus, but, you know. Um, <laughs> but since mossy frogs are so hard to observe due to the whole voice throwing thing, no doubt, uh, there isn't a lot of info on this particular ability of theirs. Uh, some articles I read made it seem like magic like the frogs could literally project their voice from somewhere other than their actual location uh like we hear this this site called best folk medicine um what most sites just copied from each other um but this is the one that actually gave a little bit more detail they're also known for this is what they said they're also known for their unique voice. They can throw it up to 10 and 13 feet. So you may hear their voice coming from somewhere thinking they're near where, in fact, they may be far away. That is almost impossible. <laughs> um, uh, thinking, hearing something that uh, is loudly and thinking that it's close to you um, like projecting it from a different location, that's uh, that that that's not possible unless you're like in Capitol Hill, like one of those like specified yeah. acoustic buildings where it sounds like it's whispering. Like you could whisper on one side of the room and hear it from the other side really clearly. Um, mm -hmm. uh, outside of some just deft mossy frog architecture, um. That's not that's not what's happening. Um, 
it's it's not like they it's not going to be like they can chuck a recording of themselves like like joker teeth <laughs> and uh they just go and distract enemies um the reality is that throwing your voice is actually much more straightforward but it's it's not like it's not easy it's just not spectacular it's true throwing your voice is straightforward you just yell you, at someone you, you straightforward <laughs> you just scream until your voice runs out and then that's throwing your voice like throwing your back yeah uh, yeah 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 um it's like in reality for in ventriloquism it's like sleight of hand but for your voice so i watched it's a, a instead of a visual um uh well, how come i can't think of those no like the when you when you're looking at the woman or the the woman that's a young woman and an old woman at the same time what is it optical illusion optical illusion instead of an optical illusion it's a sonic illusion. illusion yeah it's everything sonic um sanic um yeah well it's more like it, it, yeah it, it's it, it's sleight of hand sleight of voice um I, I watched a, a video of a guy explaining how to do this um and when you when you read about throwing your voice like oh make it sound like your voice is coming from the other side of the room and all this stuff and at first i was like okay what kind of like what new devilry is this um what what <laughs> What what is this special power that ventriloquists can develop that I can be sitting here talking to you and you can say things and it sounds like it's coming from the other end of the room? And uh, the reality is is just um, you are you are just making your voice sound like it's further away or muffled. Like mm -hmm. I'm talking here clearly, but I could be talking like this, like I'm far away, like uh, <laughs> like. That, that's that's, that's pretty if much you're it. really good at it it might actually sound like somebody who's far away right and then so once you master like the what whatever it sounds like or if it sounds like someone's in the closet like you know like sounds like somebody is trapped somewhere um in the video he had a can like a tin can um and he was making sounds as though like someone were inside the can um, and then he would open the can and like say, well, let me out and then close it again and make the muffled sounds. And it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty goofy, but I can see it being effective. The the thing that was most effective was the fact that he had kind of this slack face. Um, mm -hmm. like his mouth was just kind of hanging open, but his lips weren't moving. Um, frogs. and so what frogs have a slack face. <laughs> the other faces are pretty tight. I think tight, tight, tight. Um, so if you mask your lip movement, it can, people look at you and they, it doesn't look like you're saying anything, but then you, they hear this muffled voice. And so it sounds like it's coming from elsewhere. However, you know, usually ears can, are, can, are, can triangulate location, the location of, of, uh, of, of where sound is being produced. Um, so it's kind of the, the idea is to trick that, but so the high the highest likelihood for this frog um is that they purposefully mute or muffle their their cries um to give predators the impression that they are just further away than they actually are um the best that throwing their voice can do is try and deter predators from their actual location but this website's description made it sound like they they could trick them into actually thinking that they were in a specific location like 
like you're just you could be sitting there and, and hear the chirp of a frog really loudly like it's right next to you but it's not actually there like no that's not that's not the case it's the, it, the, they do the opposite a frog could be next to you and you hear a chirp and it sounds far away but it's actually the frog that was right next to you so it probably goes really well with their camouflage where they curl up into a ball look like a little mossy rock and it sounds and like then a, a you're frog looking at a rock and you hear a rock uh, a chirping frog somewhere else and there's no reason for the predator to be like that's there's the frog rocks chirp quietly they wouldn't think that rocks if anything chirp very loudly so this can't be the, <laughs> this can't be that yeah immediately the rules the rules it out as that rock being the frog and so mission accomplished um welcome home that's it uh it's the that's why i call it it's it's because it's a venture work this thing they dummies who's the dummy one um yeah my voice is is at its absolute end but yeah that's the uh that's the mossy frog you got anything else that's all i got all right so for you out there in podcastia Put on your best ghillie suit, stay elusive, and throw voices, not tantrums, like the mossy frog here in life, death, and taxonomy. You hear that, Mason? Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. podcast (laughs) (laughs) that's actually good advice throw your voice sound like you're sound sound like you're quiet and far away (laughs) you can throw a tantrum but as long as it sounds like you're throwing a tantrum inside of this tin can please